We are joined now by the Minister for Pacific Peoples, the Honourable Alpito Toi Sulusulu to Faisu William Seal for our fortnightly Talanoa. Maloso Fuelo of Yonga Alpito, and great to see you there. You look like you're joining us from Parliament today. Maloso for Brian. Yes, I'm in Wellington. I came down on Sunday. We've got sitting this week and sitting next week. So it's a bit weird. Um, to be back here after August. <laughs> uh, the last time I was here was August the 13th, so um, just navigating uh, my way around, making sure that we're supporting the rest of my colleagues in the, in the work of, um, of governments and parliamentarians. Now, as we do uh, lately, Minister, let's begin with uh, vaccination rates amongst our Pacific communities across the Motu. How are we, uh, how are we doing currently? Well, look, I think um, there is a cause for us to be celebratory because we've uh, achieved 89% of first dose for Pacific um, and we're still sitting about 77% of fully vaccinated uh, people. So... When you, when you consider that we're heading in the right direction, we will have achieved um, fully vaccinated population of 90% plus. If if people follow through with their double dose after three weeks or so, um, early December, mid-December, that kind of time period. But as you all know, um, government has announced also that uh, Auckland will open up from midnight, the 14th of December. And so between the 15th of December um, and 17th January, uh, people tra- will be able to travel out of Auckland, provided they're double vaccinated or they get a, uh, a negative uh, pre-departure test. Um, obviously, police will have powers to be able to um, ensure that they are um, enforcing the how that works out. Um, it's intended that people breaking the rules will face an infringement fee of $1,000. Um, but there's still some other details to be worked through with Iwi in terms of the northern border. I've been promoting that message down here that on the 29th, obviously, government will review. Um, and it's intended that given Auckland is at 90% first dose plus, that we will reach the 90% fully vaccinated soon. And it's intended so that um, when we move Auckland, um, we'll be able to move Auckland into the new COVID-19 protection framework. But it's also intended that we also look at where the rest of New Zealand is, because I think it's important that we move the whole country into the new COVID-19 protection framework so that we're all operating in the new system using vaccination passes um, and making sure that we get a sense also of different regions, whether they are green, depending, um, green, orange or red. And those colours are dependent on the cases of COVID that's happening in the community. No. With, with, with regards to that, uh, the the announcement uh, around uh, the fifteenth of December, uh, you just touched on you know the the vaccine passes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Minister, and, and how that works or how it's going to work? So at the moment, you're able to go online, uh, COVID um, pass. Hang on, let me just make sure. Uh, so you're able to go. My vaccine pass is available online if you've got internet access. 
um, and you go online with your driver's license or your passport ready to be used so that we're just wanting to make sure you can access that and, and it's accurate for you and that we're reducing or minimize the risk of um, forgery by, by bad people. But, and I know it's a challenge for some um, to go online and we're saying, look, if all two and a half million people are applying at this one time, it will, the system will take a bit of time in accepting you. But I'm hearing positive stories of people being able to get through. Obviously for those who don't have um, a driver's license or passport or birth certificate, um, people will ask questions of you. And so there's an 0800 number that you can also call 0800-222-478. And, and they'll be questioning you to determine that you are in fact who you say you are. Um, but those passes can then be emailed to you. You can download it through your phone and hold on to it because in the new environment, um, those who have vaccination passes will be able to participate in a lot more events and activities than those who choose not to be vaccinated. Now, a recent, uh, we'll move on to a recent announcement from the Ministry for Pacific Peoples, the Atel Levar Dawn Raids History Community Fund. Tell us more, please. Yeah, so this is, uh, again, part of our apology. Um, this is asking the community to begin the process of putting our stories uh, together. And, and community groups can apply for up to $5,000 to put those stories together. And they will decide, I'm not sure what kind of support you might need in putting the stories together, whether it be through a book, or through some sort of a record or a video or something. Um, so we're trialing it out to see that we can begin the process of downloading those stories. And obviously this is a, a beginning phase um, and we'll see how that goes uh, over time. But the idea is to begin collecting stories of how you were impacted, either personally or collectively during the dawn rains period, because we need to, to register those stories and, and develop a comprehensive history. So this is a, a, a start to begin to restore our mana, te ulava. Um, those are the words that were uttered by uh, Princess Meli of Tonga on the night. And so I think it's a starting process for us to capture uh, the many, many stories that may be out there um, as part of the bigger work of collecting a comprehensive history of what did occur. Finally today, Minister, uh, with regards to uh, the repeal of the three-strike law, which has passed its first reading, can you give us an overview of uh, this uh, proposed new legislation and, and why it's important? Well, look, we made a, a decision as the Labour Party prior to um, election that we would repeal that. Um, um, and the reason being was it, it wasn't serving what what the previous government said it would do. It's led to some absurd outcomes. In one case, for example, a person was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment for an offence for which the sentencing judge indicated they would ordinarily have imposed 18 months in prison. So, um, you know, having looked at that, having had discussions with the general public, um, we're determined to, to repeal this legislation. 
because our overarching approach when it comes to law and order is that we have to move away from punitive um, policy such as this and focus on more rehabilitative uh, approach into making sure that the offender does um, you know, restore um, this, this pay, you know, recognize the harm that they've caused to the victims, obviously, pay the price for their crime, but also prepare them to return to the family, to the community, and provide a more positive contribution than they would otherwise do. And we also recognize that there are people with mental health issues, with addictions, with anger management. Jail is not going to solve their problems, that they need clinical care in addition to the recognition of the harm that they've done uh, to, to victims. Third piece of legislation that was driven in by a government that just felt the more you punish people, uh, the, the, um, the less crime there would be, and it hasn't worked. The Minister for Pacific Peoples, the Honourable Alpito Toisulu Sulu Tofaisu or William Seal. Alpito, always a pleasure and all the very best. Have a great weekend. Fafte. Fafte, Brian Swifuwa.